Thanks for joining us for Season 8 of the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders of Branded Strategic share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the Finance Guy. I'd like to introduce my partner, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, also known as the Restaurant Guy. And thanks for that kind introduction, Jimmy. To all those listening, feel free to call me Shatsy. Together, we are the personalities behind Brand Strategic Hospitality. We're at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, and capital, Jimmy, and a lot of other things, too. But, Jimmy, you know what? I've been thinking about something. I've been Christmas? thinking not, not, well, no, I've been thinking about Christmas. I'm thinking about this podcast now. Excited because you've got an amazing guest, and it's going to be unbelievable. But before I get to the guest, I was thinking about where do people find the greatest and latest and greatest, the best technology and innovation? If you're an operator and you need a solution, where do you go to find it? There's nowhere to go. But Jimmy, I am here to tell you today, live breaking news. There is everybody out there. Stay calm. There is a place to go, Jimmy. Google. No, no. Oh. Jimmy, don't go to Google. <laughs> you go to the boom. You go to boom. Boom.store. Boom. Jimmy. Boom.store has officially launched. It is a B2B marketplace, e-commerce marketplace. Jimmy, anyone who is in hospitality food service, you go to boom.store, you will find a solution, any solution you're looking for to help operate your restaurant, front of house, back house, and everything in between. It's got the greatest technology solutions out there. Jimmy, there's almost, almost 500 technology solutions in all different verticals on there. All you got to go to is boom.store. Jimmy, do you know what it costs to use Boom. This sounds very expensive, Shatsy. Very. Yeah, I mean, with all these opera, with all these technology companies, I mean, you yes. think, Jimmy, zero. 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 Free. Like, the tree. Free. What are yes, Shatsy, how do we make money? Free. free. How do we, Jimmy, how do we, we make, make money? money? The old-fashioned way, volume. Volume. <laughs> yes, yes. Jimmy, listen, that was a shameless plug. We got a great guest. I got to tell you, I am, I am shocked that we have this incredible, illustrious guest on. Comes from literally restaurant royalty in the United States of America, maybe even the world. Jimmy, I, I'm going to let you introduce this illustrious yes. guest. And by the way, after that shameless plug for Boom, I got to tell you, he, our, our guest might be say, turning to his PR people and saying, who the hell booked me with these guys? What's going on here? But all right, listen, let's jump into it. We are very excited. Yeah, our, guest today, our guest today is our friend, Mr. R.J. Melman, president of Let Us Entertain You Restaurants. Um, this is really exciting, uh, RJ. We, uh, we, we, we've been a fan of your restaurants. We are a fan of your company. And we've had enjoyed uh, watching uh, your continued success in this industry. And we got anyone, anyone who's ever been to Chicago, uh, they may not know it, but they ate in a Let Us Entertain You restaurant or they drank in a Let Us Entertain You venue. They have most certainly been to a Let Us Entertain You place. Yes. Uh, well, before we jump guys. in. I'm just going to say, RJ, we have a new segment, Trivia Tuesday, just to be clear, not Taco Tuesday, and it being that our podcasts are released on Tuesdays, here's our little new segment, true or false question, you have to stick around to the end of the podcast to find out, true or false, RJ was the 1997 Illinois high school debate champion, and wait for it, and one of his debates inspired the famous debate scene in the movie Old school. Wow, I gotta tell you, I'm excited to find out. I mean, I gotta gotta tell you, that is good. That's an interesting story right there, Jimmy. Let's kick it off, baby. All right, so RJ, we will finally let you get involved and have some airtime. Please take the lead. Introduce yourself, and uh, and for our listeners, uh, please introduce. uh, Let us entertain you. 
Yeah, uh, well, like you said, RJ Melman here, president of Let Us Entertain You. We are a 51, 52-year-old uh, restaurant group privately held based in Chicago, about 120 restaurants uh, across the country in about 13 different states. Um, but our home base is in Chicago where uh, a good majority of our restaurants are about 60 of them or so. I got to tell you, Jimmy, you should take note on RJ's introduction. Do you see that? 15 seconds. That's an introduction. <laughs> right to the point. 51 years old, 120 units, 13 states. I'm the president. What else can I tell you? Shatsy, RJ, let me tell you something. This, let me tell you something, Shatsy. A smart person could do a short intro and write a short email. I do long intros <laughs> and write long email. You draw your own conclusions <laughs> from that. Draw your yeah, own maybe you're right. Well, listen, Simplicity, RJ, guys. Was, Simplicity. <laughs> that was a short intro, but let me tell you, I know there's a lot more there, and we're going to dig into it. But before we dig into it, it is a family business. I mean, as, as you said, it's 51-year-old business that your dad started, Richard Melman. And for me, who's been in the restaurant business a long time, I mean, your dad truly is is an icon, an icon in the industry. He would be um, – is it the Paul Newman, the George Clooney? I don't know. But he's a, certainly an icon. I'm trying to relate him to Hollywood in some way. But um, there's more to it. It's a family business. Uh, you, you're, you, you work there along with, uh, with your, 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 your sister uh, and brother, Molly and Jared, if I'm uh, correct. And, That's correct. And, you, and, and you're running a, 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 an, incredible, an incredible business. Give us a little bit more about your roles as you're the president. What is your, your sister and your brother? I mean, how working uh, is your dad still involved? Give us a little bit about a little bit more about the history and what's going on in day to day now. Yeah, uh, well, like you said, my dad started the company. He actually opened a restaurant with his best friend in 1971. Uh, that place conveniently named RJ Gruns. Uh, I am named after the restaurant, which uh, a lot of people get confused, but I was not born in 71. I was born a little bit later, still in the 70s, but uh, um, <laughs> fun place that uh, my parents met at. It's still open to this day. It's in Lincoln Park. It's a hamburger joint. It's it's doesn't look much different than it did in 1971, which is, uh, you know, it's just a great pro brack all the time and and still busy after 50, 51 years. So he opens a restaurant with his best friend in 71. Uh, unfortunately, his best friend Jerry passed away in 81 or 82. So it's been uh, quite a while. But, um, you know, we have a lot of partners in the organization. I think that's what makes Lettuce unique. We have about 75 partners. And those people are people who are general managers and chefs and have grown up and are operating um, the company. And my brother, sister, and I uh, grew up in that same way. We had roles in the organization, we were general managers, training, you know, uh, I, I started what was your kitchen. RJ, what was your first role? Mine was a bartender. Jimmy was a bartender. How about you? I started, well, I had like a fake role when I was seven years old at Ed DeBevix. Uh, I was a host, but I, I needed to make some money to to buy a toy camera. And my parents said, get to work. Um, but I think <laughs> I uh, the, cutest, the cutest host the cutest ever host, had. Uh, but at 10 cents an hour, I know I was uh, definitely underpaid. Um, well, there's a lawsuit. But, uh, there's a lawsuit waiting to happen there. Statute yeah, I think, on that. I think, I think the statute's over. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I start, uh, mid-teens, I started bussing tables, and uh, 16 and 17, I started working as a prep cook uh, at a restaurant. We had a Cajun restaurant. Worked there. Worked through college, uh, working hourly roles. I worked at Chili's uh, over in Lawrence, Kansas, where I went to college, University of Kansas, and uh, so I started the kitchen, but really started managing in the front of the house. Uh, when I was about 23, 24 years old. 
I love all awesome. that. By That's the way, great. I want to clarify one thing, Shatz. Yeah. My last job in this in the front of the house was the bartender. I started as a busboy, bar back, waiter, and my last job, then I was, was oh. the bartender. Oh, so, so yes. at, the, at the height of your career. Height of my bartender. career. Yes, hi to my career. Okay. Yes. All right, listen, our listeners know by now, especially our long-standing listeners, we love breaking news, okay? We love breaking news on The Hangout. And if we're lucky, we usually get maybe break one little tidbit or one great piece of news. Today, we literally could fill this entire episode with breaking news. Literally, here we go. Let's kick off some headlines first. We will share that Lettuce has just opened its first restaurant in Florida, ABBA. The popular Mediterranean restaurant with outposts in Chicago and Austin has opened its door in Miami's Bell Harbor. By the way, I've been to both, and they're both super crowded, and the only way I could get in was using my connections with (laughs) RJ. I got to tell you right now, it was the only way. It was the only way I could get in. So uh, congratulations on that. that I can't believe you're giving away your secrets on air. Yes, oh. <laughs> well, we edit that out. We edit that and, right out, and that's okay. Shaq's no. going to give out R- RJ. He's going to give out your phone number later to uh to well, all we'll our cell phone. If you need a reservation, here's RJ cell, of course. But but wait for it. We're not done. Also, RPM Italian going to West Palm Beach. Um, you're opening Summer House in Disney uh, in Disney Springs, Orlando. So, with all this Florida expansion, RJ, what can you share? Lots of great news. Sounds like RJ's moving down. To, sounds like RJ's moving down to Palm Beach. That's what it sounds like. Too cold <laughs> that up there. That sounds Chicago. great. I, well, yeah, it's 16 degrees today. It's it's you know it's like a day that you definitely want to live in Palm Beach or anywhere else uh, besides here. But it's quite sunny, so it's okay. Um, you know, the interesting thing about both the Disney project and Miami Bell Harbor is that those happened pre-pandemic. Those visas were actually signed in 2018 and 2019. So we had been planning on doing restaurants in Florida for quite some time. We, um, I have a lot of admiration for the Disney Corporation. Uh, just to get a chance to do a restaurant there is really exciting for me. I mean, just the level of hospitality in one site is is truly amazing how they make so many people happy on a daily basis. And uh, Miami Bell Harbor was, uh, my grandparents lived in Florida, not too far from Bell Harbor. And that was our afternoon activity. If we'd visit our grandmother, we'd go down there, we'd go shopping. So I, I have- Bell Harbor shops, iconic, right? Iconic. I mean, just open for years. And yeah. I mean, I, I spent seven, eight, nine years old, you know, shopping with my grandmother, having lunch at one of the restaurants there. Uh, it was probably the Neiman Marcus restaurant, um, but it was That's funny. <laughs> uh, you know, I just, th- those are both places that are, are really special to us and, and we're really excited to do that. And we think that we will continue to do restaurants in Florida, but those, those first three we're really excited about. Well, it's really, it's, it's awesome. It's great to see the expansion. You guys are killing it. Let's stick on to upcoming projects and what's going on with Let Us Entertain You because there's another big one. I mean, Disney's big. Let's, let's make no mistake about it. Disney's big. It's cool. And they are great operators. But I got to tell you, partnering up with Tao Hospitality and Jimmy and I being New Yorkers, I mean, Tao is iconic here in New York and, of course, in Vegas. But you guys are partnering up with Tao Hospitality, collaborating on a one- one-of-a-kind members club opening in Chicago in 23. Um, what can you tell us about that? Um, uh, you know, what's going on? Give us a little how that came to be and, yeah. and, and, and when can we go and how do we get memberships and do we have to pay? Noah said I can uh, go, Shaz. He said you, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know, we're going to be a little bit more tight-lipped about this one, but this is a long-time friendship. We have no problem. Know, There's only six people on this podcast, RJ, so don't worry about That's it. No right. one's, no yeah, one's don't. <laughs> See, pick the good uh, podcast to announce this on. Um, Noah Tepperberg, my brother, myself, my sister, uh, and, and Jason Strauss, we have all been friends for, I don't know, probably 20 years. And we've always talked about doing something together. And, and both Noah and I were having dinner a, probably a year ago and we were started talking about ideas that we were working on. And, and this sort of came up, this idea of a private members club. And I don't know who said it first, but said, let's do that together. Why don't we do one in Chicago? I think I have a location that might make sense. And uh, we started working on it. We're working with an amazing designer named Joyce Wang. She's based in, uh, in Hong Kong, actually. So it's a really cool global effort for this. And I, I think it's going to be a real game changer, certainly in Chicago for members clubs. But uh, I hope will be a, a new model for how these look across the, uh, the world. And Is this like Soho House kind of thing? Yeah, I think, I mean, that's what a members club is, correct? It's, uh, I think, Soho House, or if you've heard of like a lot of the famous clubs in London, like Annabelle's or the Arts Club, yep. or 5H. Um, it, it is certainly a social club, a place to, to get a drink. There'll be a restaurant in there, uh, a lot of breakout spaces. Um, and a really great place to, to meet up with friends or family or uh, for the members that are, are members. I think it's a really cool concept and wow, two fantastic companies coming together to create it. I mean, it almost makes me, I'm a native New Yorker. It almost makes me trying to give up my New York credentials, move to Chicago, but, but unfortunately I'm not allowed to leave. I can't go north of 96th street or south of 14th street. I'm kind of stuck on the Island. Um, I, I don't have, a, I don't have a visa to leave. Listen, I want to talk about loyalty a little bit. Lettuce has, has one of the, you guys are the OG. You had one of the original restaurant loyalty clubs in the industry for over three Starbucks decades. Starbucks got nothing on them, Jimmy, nothing on them. For over three decades, you know, your guests- Maybe longer, pay, yeah. Yeah, pay, pay a yeah. small fee in exchange for a lettuce loyalty card. But now the program is free through the app. But, but here's the breaking news. I told you, we have a full episode of breaking news. You guys, Lettuce has just announced a partnership with DoorDash that will allow guests to receive loyalty points, redeem gift cards for takeout and delivery orders for the very first time. This is a first of kind deal for DoorDash. What can you share with us, with our listeners about this partnership and then the future yeah. of your loyalty program? Well, I got to clarify a little bit that it's powered by DoorDash, but um, it's actually through their storefront product. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are familiar with that, which is their white label solution. So if you go through our app, our Let Us Entertain You, Let Us Eats app, um, you can get and redeem points for your to-go orders, which I, I think is, is pretty rare uh, to be able to do, to use your loyalty points for delivery. Uh, so it took a little bit of working with them to, to get it set up, and they've been amazing partners in, in helping drive that. But uh, yeah, if you go through our channels, you can use all of your loyalty and continue to accrue loyalty. And we, the cool thing that we found is that we have members that are just delivery only. And, yeah, I was uh, going to say, it's, it's awesome because I'm sure you've got a lot of business business folks that maybe only ordering to the office or a lot of folks that are only, you know, ordering yeah. dinner or whatever. And now they can redeem their points, which is fantastic. And, and, and honestly, truly never set foot in a restaurant of ours, like only experiences online, which sounds strange at first, but then you think about maybe the local Chinese place that you order from, you know, how often have you eaten at it in person? There are a lot of restaurants that you order from delivery that you never eat at. So it, it sounds a little strange, but it's still cool to us to, to see new members joining us. I think it's awesome. It's a great partnership, and I'm excited to uh, to hear when you come back on this podcast next year to hear how successful it is. Uh, we're already booking dates, uh, RJ, and we'll take care of that. Uh, we already have a date in mind for <laughs> next year. 
Uh, so uh, put on your calendar now. Uh, listen, uh, there's nothing worse than not being able to, to, to redeem loyalty points on delivery orders. So, uh, you know, staying on tech for the moment, I know the goal, one of the goals of yours when you became a president was to use tech to transcend hospitality and dining rooms, bring hospitality, you know, technology and hospitality together. Can you share other companies in your tech stack, in your uh, multi, multi uh, hundreds of restaurants that you're using to accomplish this goal? What do you see now that you're loving? What's working? What's not working? What are you thinking? You know, interestingly enough, we're, we actually didn't start on the guest facing side, although we are in the process of switching over uh, to Toast POS that we've been pretty happy with that that conversion. Is that breaking news, RJ? Done. Can I can I announce that officially? I, I don't know right if it's now? breaking news. You can, it's breaking news. It's breaking right here <laughs> that we are breaking news. Lettuce Entertainment has an RFP out and they have selected Toast is the winner of their point of sale and they'll be rolling that out to over 121 units over the next week. So that is breaking news. Uh, RJ, you, RJ. Just made, you just made Shatsy's day. You gave him some breaking yeah. news that you just you broke he's so news. happy. He is so happy. We, we love Toast and we love what they're doing. So I think that's going to be great, but great, great news. You broke some news that we, we did in 2019, which is pretty exciting. <laughs> um, I'm glad that people are finally catching on. Um, but we, we took a little bit different approach uh, to, to tech and we are in the process of, and it's a heavy lift of switching over our general ledger, our ERP, our HR solution. And um, we're sort of building the bones at the gut of the, the company. And then on the guest facing side, um, Toast, you know, will kind of be the, the centerpiece of it. And, and then whatever reservation platform we use, we use a bunch of them now. We use Resi and OpenTable and um, Talk. So uh, those are sort of the centerpieces that we're building around right now. I love it. I think it's great. Um, you know, there's no question that that lettuce is a, a truly special uh, company, and and that uh, con that leadership starts at the top. And and while we touched on at the top of the uh, the episode about this being a family business, you have more than 120 restaurants. You're in more than a dozen states. Um, can you share how you're able to keep this, you know, this this family owned, um, you know, feel in this environment, um, given the tremendous growth that you guys are experiencing in the expansion? Yeah. Jimmy, you know, yeah. notice RJ when I said bring up his sister and brother didn't mention them. Did you notice that? I, well, you didn't let me to. You cut me off. <laughs> that's how he keeps it so great. Like, listen, I'm in charge. You guys aren't. That's how you keep it. That's how you, you know, that's how you keep it like that. Don't don't start um, trouble at RJ's. Uh, don't start cause trouble at the, yeah. at the Melman Thanksgiving doing a, table. Doing a little shit stirring in the family. <laughs> it's actually a good time to call back to that because you had asked what everyone's roles are. Is my dad yeah. still involved? And uh, you know, I'm lucky to have my dad as a mentor every day. He has founded this company. He uh, works on projects that he wants to work on. He's certainly still involved on a daily basis. Um, he gives us a tremendous amount of autonomy to run the company and and make decisions and and chimes in when he feels to is an amazing cheerleader for us uh, and a made amazing creative force. There's probably not a day goes by that he doesn't call me with an idea or share something, you know, a thought that he has. And Hey, sometimes we agree and sometimes we disagree, but I think when we um, agree as a family unit, all four of us, it, it generally ends up being something great. My sister really focuses on the training and development of the company. She oversees a team of trainers. She's really in charge of, of, of making sure that new openings go well. Um, she, started her career uh, as a school teacher actually in the Bronx uh, 
and transitioned to working with my brother and I. My brother oversees a big division of the company, uh, sort of the one that him and I used to run together when we created our own division within the company and started opening our own restaurants in 2008. So he oversees a group of, I'd say maybe 15 or 20 restaurants in the, in the company, but all of us have global roles as well, where we sit on the steering committee for the company, um, shape a lot what's going on. But to get to your, your, your question that you asked, which is how do we keep things going well, when we have a lot of expansion. The, the cool thing is that we are a large organization. We have an amazing infrastructure. Being around for 52 years um, gives a lot of advantages when you're growing. And, and even though we're doing you know, seven or eight projects this year, then another seven or eight next year, when you have a, it, it's not like we're doubling or tripling in size, it still is a manageable growth amount that Lettuce has historically grown by seven, eight or 9%, 10% a year in terms of new restaurants you know, uh, and sales on a yearly basis, probably for the last 30 or 40 years. So we've been consistent at doing that. Um, but at the very core of this is we have amazing people. I love the partners that I get to work with. We have amazing teams, the talent that's coming into the organization, uh, from the outside has been amazing. And, and, uh, it's this just kind of cool time to be here where there's just some amazing people coming in. We have, great young leaders. Our bench is as deep as it's ever been. We have these young partners that are in their late 20s, early 30s, mid 30s that are all hungry and excited and have years of our culture uh, behind them here. And and we couldn't do without them. You know, you talk about we just opened in Florida and Miami, that breaking news. And um, we have a wonderful woman in Cannon Porter who moved down there. She's a partner with us for probably the last five or six years and moved down to Miami and to start to start, you know, Miami. And we have a great general manager who was with us for seven or eight years who's moved down there. So it, it to have that culture uh, move with us is really important to us and have people who know our organization. And it definitely gets harder the farther away from home you are, but hopefully we're moving a lot of that with us when we go to these new cities. Yeah, I love it. And I got to tell you, I think doing it the right way, because, you know, once you leave your, and we've seen it because we've We've actually had uh, not great success when we left New York, and uh, and I think part of the, part of the problem is we didn't we didn't plant the flag and move a team there. Nobody wanted to leave New York, so I think the idea that you're literally putting a team down in Miami and you'll build around that, I think you're gonna you're gonna find that that is going to prove uh, to be incredibly helpful and successful for you guys. That's awesome. Yeah, and I, I was just gonna I was gonna add when I was when I was in the business um, in the in the front of house, I admit this is decades ago. I admit I, I didn't see a career path. I couldn't other than go from maybe bartender to manager, and I, I didn't see um, you know what was possible. And I think one of the nicest things and exciting things about this industry going through this, I believe, transformational period is it's going to attract talent from all corners, um, you know, from, from not just operators, but technologists and data folks. And I think it's I think it's going to be a really exciting run we're on as, as this industry is really opening itself up um, and the need for and the continued need for talent. You guys have been developing and doing it for a while. I just now think that there's really a, a meaningful change in what young people are going to see in this industry beyond it being a transient and you know, work front of house and then move on to something else. So yeah. I think it's a really exciting time for our industry. Yeah. And we've always considered ourselves a, a school for entrepreneurs. And we have had amazing alumni leave us and start their own companies, their own restaurants. And we're just as proud of those people. But yep. um, I think, and it starts started with my dad, but I, I think those, those systems are set up that we have a great development tool for, for these people and, and can continue to grow 
young, hungry leaders, both in the kitchen and the front of the house and in, in, you know, in the graphics department, in our uh, IT departments. And that's what makes it so exciting is that there's always someone else coming up and we really have this philosophy that in order to grow, you have to replace yourself. And that's yes. a true, true, deep philosophy within lettuce. And I think a lot of people say it, but they don't mean it. And, um, you know, someone ahead of you never stops you from growing in this company, I, I hope. And, um, and developing someone below you never makes you be replaced either. You know, I think a lot of people have an insecurity about developing someone mm-hmm. below you and they make it they're take, you, take your job away. Right. Things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the exact opposite of how we feel. Yep. I so awesome. agree with that. I, I, people that's, you know, the idea of make yourself irreplaceable, I think is the opposite of what one should do. Make yourself replaceable so you can become promotable um, and, and, and advanced talent, advanced talent, develop talent. Listen, um, I want to move on to the talking back section because clearly, as Shatz has already pointed out, um, I have the uh, I'm not even sure I have the gift of gab or just gab. But turns out that when we started this podcast, we love learning, uh, bringing on guests and learning about them and asking them questions. But along the way, we found out that sometimes our guest has a question uh, for us. So here's talking back, uh, RJ. We're going to give you the microphone. You can ask us anything you want, and as I love to say, nothing is off the table. RJ, the microphone is yours. Oh man. How about what, what restaurant group do you guys most admire in the, in the country? That's not ours. Like, you know, who do you think is the best of the best? By the way, RJ, I appreciate you giving that disclaimer because Shatsy was going to absolutely say yours. So now I did not Shatsy, want you to say us. Yes, exactly. Because, because, you know what? Because I got to be honest with you. Like we had, and, and I'm sure, you know, uh, you know, our, our friend, Steve Hansen and in New York oh. city, we, we had be our guest for a long time and, and eventually Steve sold it. Uh, you know, it, it's a long history, but regardless, it's, it's, it's not under Steve Hansen's leadership anymore, but be our guest uh, was always one that I admired. But when, when you asked Steve, you know, who, who his mentor was or how he got there, it was your dad. <laughs> because sure. yeah, Our guest after let us entertain you so i mean it's a so i can say be our guest but really it was it's let us entertain you when it comes to full service full service you know i'll say casual and fine dining because that's that's really what you guys do and it certainly would be our guest did in its heyday there was nobody better and i just remember how you did loyalty before anyone even thought about loyalty i mean you were doing stuff with loyalty i mean there were even cell phones it was like it was it was like another level of of that no one ever seen before. Steve and be our guest was doing that with, um, with CRM and guest management. And, and he knew, you know, they knew who ate at what restaurant, how much money they spent and they know who got reservations ahead of other people. So when you called blue water grill, they knew if you were a regular at park Avalon, and that means that you could, if you were, then you got a reservation. So they were doing some really cool stuff with tech. And this is years ago. I remember he was so advanced. I, I love Steve. I talked to him once in a while, and I, I, it's always nice to catch up with him because he's been a great supporter of my brother and I through our, and our sister throughout our careers, too, which is cool to see You know that he was obviously a, a generation younger than my dad and to have the support from people that maybe my dad got to mentor a little bit as well. But I remember them being really advanced in their security systems. And mm-hmm. he had created his own reservation system. You're right, CRM reservation system. Yeah. Uh, didn't want just, you know, kind of put it together with, with some IT guys. It was amazing. 
it was it was amazing. So that was you know. So be our guest is something that I always admired, but really it was it was really based off the last ten years. So anyway, that was a long way to answer. I see what you did there, Shatsy. You gave you gave a shout out to be our guest, but it actually comes right back to the to, to, to to family. Yeah, I on, wasn't fishing. I was not fishing, guys. I promise. Oh no, you weren't fishing. Shatsy did it. I'm gonna. I'll, yeah. I'll be very. Quick I was kissing. I, think, I was kissing. Yes, I res- <laughs> I respect Shatsy's answer very much, and we were always we have been a fan of the of the of that company. I will say for me, um, I'm gonna give the nod to um, to Mr. Danny Meyer and 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 Enlightened Hospitality, and I say that selfishly because actually Danny's book. Um, setting the table was a huge, um, you know, inspiration to me to actually think about um, taking my Wall Street career and moving into the hospitality business from this perspective um, of what we could do um, from our our standpoint. So my my compliment or shout out to Union Square Hospitality Group has somewhat to do with helping to form branded hospitality group. So uh, mine was completely selfish, um, although they do, do they do a pretty fine job with their restaurants as well so that's who i give my shout out to and we let's say let's face it uh jimmy we got union square cafe uh right downstairs as a tenant in the uh, anchor tenant in our building yes i was hoping uh, if i gave that shout out that i might be able to get a table down there that's probably not going to happen, Jimmy. Not going to have to get it. Still, still, the only table you get in New York City, Jimmy, is one of our restaurants. You know that's true. All right, let's go. Well, listen, we started late. We got to get RJ out of here because he's got some more restaurants to open. So let's go. We started the um, the food service feud a couple uh, a couple episodes back. It's it's becoming incredibly successful. Everyone seems to really enjoy it. Uh, all eight of our listeners are writing in <laughs> each week that they love it. Uh, we asked over one hundred thousand people on LinkedIn to um, we asked them one question. Uh, RJ and Jimmy, you are going to play the food service feud. Are you guys ready? Ready. Get your imaginary Ready. buzzer. Just Ready. beep in when you want. I'm going to ask you the question that we ask over 100,000 people on LinkedIn. Every Tuesday on LinkedIn, we ask this question. And here it is. What is your favorite pretzel chain? Go. Aunt Annie's. Aunt Annie's? Aunt Annie's, yeah. Yeah, Aunt Annie's. Number one answer on the board. Jimmy's still looking like, I didn't know there were pretzel chains. He goes, Snyder's, <laughs> Snyder's hot pretzels in a box. Snyder's in a box. Yeah, Snyder's. Uh, yeah, was it Gold's? Gold's? the number one answer. <laughs> I, I'm not even sure I could name a second one. Yeah, it's Wetzel's pretzels, by the way. Oh, and, uh, yeah, and, and I, I got to tell you, uh, I, 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 just, I just was speaking to those folks on the phone. And then Pretzel Maker and Philly Pretzel Factory. Don't know them. Jimmy's sticking with Snyder's hard pretzels uh, out of <laughs> yes. a bag or a box. But uh, thank you for playing the food service. <laughs> I like it. Time we, maybe the last time we do that segment, Jimmy. Yes. <laughs> the only thing I'm going to say to that segment is, boy, these pretzels are making me thirsty. That's what I have to say I, about I, that. I agree. Maybe these pretzels are Seinfeld. Let's stick with Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Uh, these pretzels instead. are making me thirsty. All right. At the top of the episode, we talked about a true or false uh, question. Uh, RJ was the 1997 Illinois high school debate champion. And I think the most interesting part of this question, one of my favorite uh, films, is that one of his debates inspired the famous debate scene in the movie Old School. Shatsy, care to guess? Uh, silence is good, Shatsy. Yeah, go with silence. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. How about this? Why do I, I'm going to say true, but why don't we let RJ tell us the answer? It's it's both. It's true and false. Ooh, the the true part ooh. is that I was in fact uh, the 1997 Illinois high school debate champion. That's why I went to college. <laughs> hey, RJ, congratulations! Book. By the way, thank you, thank you. That breaking news. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just wanted to... that is breaking. I don't think anyone knew. 
Uh, your mom yeah, and dad. It, it didn't make a lot of papers. Maybe uh, you know, it made the page forty-seven of the Sun Times back then. Yeah, but uh, the false part is that I had anything to do with the movie Old School. So ah, uh, I was hoping it was, I was hoping that Will Farrell moment when he crushes yeah. crushes the answer. By the way, every now and then, Shatsy says something so insightful that it's almost like. I, I can't even believe it came out of him. It's amazing. It's <laughs> well, I, I, I was thinking it was when Will Farrell was running down the street naked that RJ influenced that scene. No, that was, yes, I was. That was the, the scene that he was, we're streaking. Come on, we're all streaking. <laughs> Everyone's Everybody. doing it. Hey, is it cold outside? RJ the tank. Cold out there? RJ the tank. RJ the tank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like Frank the all tank right, sounded better. Let's, Frank the tank, aren't you the tank? Let's get to the Brenda Quick Fire five lightning round questions, and then we'll get you out of here because you got a lot of work to do. Uh, listen, five lightning round questions. Don't think too hard. Are you ready? Here we go. Go Tuesday or fried chicken Friday? Tacos, no brainer. Where are you getting dinner from tonight? I am ordering in from Wildfire, our restaurant that's been open for about 25 years. But we love nice, yeah, uh, no wildfire. Their food. It's a lot of comfort food. It's a cold day here, and it's a great day to order Wildfire. And my son loves it. What's your favorite food city in the world? Ooh, so I, I'm going to answer that a little different. My favorite city I've ever visited. I love Sydney, Australia, um, and I love the food there. I've had great meals. What I like about it isn't that it's you know worldwide known as an amazing food city per se. But they have such a great influence from Southeast Asia, and I love Southeast Asian food. So Thai and Cambodian, Malaysian, Vietnamese. And it feels like everywhere you go, that there's some of that influence in the food there. So I love Sydney. I love going there. I love the people and, and love the food. Well, then I'm going to ask you this one. Where's your favorite place to travel? Ooh, but I do. See, that's a little different. I like, uh, I, as that's much as I like Australia. City. Yeah, that <laughs> I do. I could spend... I could live in London, I think. That would be the city I could live in the easiest. I, I love going there. I was there twice this summer, and um, there is an amazing food scene there as well, but I love the, the cosmopolitan nature. I love that it's a little bit closer. So uh, Yeah, I, I agree. Trip. You know what? And, and they speak the language there, so it's kind of easy. I, I, I can get around. If you were to <laughs> challenge Jimmy, this is, the, this, is the, this is the tough one. This is number five, and this is always the big one. If you were to challenge Jimmy or I, to a limbo dance contest. Who do you have better odds of beating? Uh, I don't know. If, can you see Jimmy right now? <laughs> I don't think it would be close against either of you. What? I think In which way? You'd, you'd beat us both? Use your imagination. There you go. I, I got to tell you, I think that question, man. Either way. Right? I respect your answer, and I got to tell you that was. So I've seen rigged. Jimmy to Jim. The, Jimmy can't even touch it. Jimmy can't touch his knees. That was <laughs> Let me so tell you what, I'll tell you. There's only one loser in that game, and it's the stick. It's the <laughs> stick. Okay, it's that's fair enough. Yeah, I don't know if that was a great question. That was, I'm going with that question. I think Shatsy, whether you, whether you, I know that I'd be the one that he would, he would take down faster. Shatsy's wiry, RJ. You gotta yeah, you know wiry. I'm lit. He's I'm wiring. doing yoga. I, who does yoga every day, baby? I'm a yoga yes. guy. All good. Listen, RJ, we want to thank you so much for joining us uh, on the podcast and for sharing thank all you your great insights. Me. We are huge, huge fans of you and your company, and we continue to just um, really um, celebrate um, your successes and continued successes and everything you do for this industry. Um, so we appreciate all of it. If you want to get in touch with RJ directly, um, as our longstanding listeners know, we're not giving you a cell number, but you can email the podcast 
podcast team at podcast at brandedstrategic.com. And we'd be happy then to advance and forward uh, your inquiries to to RJ and, and his crew. Um, to hey, our Jay, listeners- Jimbo, you know what else? You know what, what else, Jimbo? What else? Lettuce.com. Lettuce.com, and you can check out everything about their loyalty, their gift cards, uh, yes. all of their restaurants. You can make reservations. They got a great website. Check out lettuce.com. You can see everything. And I got to tell you, I just want to add one more plug. Abba, I, it really is unbelievable. You got, if you haven't Thank been, you so uh, I urge everybody to go to Abba because it's just delicious. Yes, and thank congrats so again much. on the success on thank what you. you're doing in Florida. So, and to our listeners, we always want to say thank you because we know there are literally hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there. And despite our self-effacing humor of six listeners, eight listeners, Shanti never comes up with the same number twice. The fact is, our subscriber base continues to uh, to to soar, and we couldn't be in season eight without your guys' continued support. So, thank you to our listeners. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. We know there are literally hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and and we despite Chatsy making fun, self-effacing humor, six listeners, eight listeners. The fact is we could not be on season eight without your continued support, and we appreciate it. Please join us next week when we'll have a recording live from B-Works, our friends from Bluestone Lane, Nicholas Stone, founder and CEO, and COO and chief people officer, Amy Holm. That is going to be a, not that's gonna, miss it. That great is gonna be a great episode. Be fun. Those are rock stars, Jimmy. Rock stars. I mean, they got hundreds of thousands of stores. 65. That's what I meant. That's what you meant. Um, so again, I'm going to say, Mr. Mr. Melman, RJ, thank you so much um, for joining us. This is Jimmy Frishing, your finance guy, signing off and passing it back to my boy, Shatsy. This is Shatsy, a.k.a. Restaurant Guy, signing off. Hospitality Hangout. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.